Welcome to Myths, motherfucker. Welcome to me. We sang. <laughs> that quivering. <laughs> Welcome to Myths, everybody. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Miss. Hey. hey! Welcome to Miss. Whoop, whoop. That was a, a fun start, wasn't it, Dan? That was. Uh, uh, we're very high spirited today. I we like this. Whoop, whoop. We're gonna have to edit that out because it's probably clipping. <laughs> Woo! The audio nerd. Hello. Hello. It's, whoop, whoop. it's the sound of the police. <laughs> Actually, it's the sound of Miss. It's a sound. Copyright probably shouldn't sing this <laughs> song. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing I'm doing energy this time, Matt, because last time I was very conscious that I didn't really talk in the episode. It was I was pretty pretty fucking useless. <laughs> you because was, all I did was eat Weetabix. I wasn't eating Weetabix. You like shoveled it into your mouth. Yeah. Like a, like, like a prop. It was. But I'm glad to have you here. Ironically, you want you didn't have as much energy in the previous episode, despite eating twelve Weetabixes. Well, I did that day, later that day. <laughs> did you have another 12 afterwards? Yeah, I did, and I built a house. Uh, okay. Mm. You can't... A whole house. A Weetabix. No, a, like a proper house to live in, like bricks and... Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. So, well, very productive. Very productive, yeah. But, yeah. I didn't really, you see, Billy. <laughs> I thought you were... I didn't really, you silly cunt. <laughs> uh, how are you, Matt? I am really well, thank you. I've had a really lovely week, thank you. It's been good. I've not seen a Weetabix in a week, which is... Pretty, it's a success. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've, uh, it's been good. Uh, some bits and pieces have happened to me. Uh, I, I mentioned a little while ago I was cat sitting for uh, my mum's friend, and she is uh, like a 55 year old lady. She's oh, good. what a bitch. She's lovely, and she <laughs> she made me lots of vegan stuff to have whilst I was away. It was real, she bought, like, look, she's not vegan, but she bought me loads of stuff. I was oh, like, that's nice. That is nice. That is very accommodating. All I had to do is just look after the cat. However, um, her ex boyfriend kind of uh, he, he your mum's or the woman no uh, the woman's her name's Carolyn and she, her ex- hi Carolyn she's not listening is she? she will never listen to this <laughs> podcast and if she does oh I'm deleting this uh, uh, what happened is that um, I've been there for a couple of weeks now and what happened is that her ex-boyfriend um, she drops off some like parcels and pills and stuff like that for her uh, just she, medication not like she's not a junkie and he came, I didn't realise he was there, who he was. Essentially, he uh, knocked on the door. Thank you for doing that sound effect. I didn't know what a knock was. Hey, it's like a Radio 4 drama. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what a podcast is, so don't don't try that lip with me, young boy. Uh, and uh, what happened is he came, he dropped it off, and he was, he was like, oh, uh, uh, that's for Carolyn. I was like, oh, cheers. And I just he kind of what left, kind of gave me a stink eye. He thought you were her current boyfriend. Yeah, uh, I thought. Does he think I'm a toy boy? Like, because that's a that's a weird thing to. I, I can't come. So her ex has gone to the door and been like, "Wow, she is really took the biscuit this time. She has, to be honest, moved on. Uh, she, but then again, she. Uh, yeah, what is she thinking? I bet he, he's like, I think I would not. She's moved on to someone less quality than me. <laughs> 
But then surely he's thinking, wow, she's with like a twenty-year-old. Yeah, like, uh, but and I was like, I was kind of like, no, 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 she's she she's away in Australia. He's like, oh, okay. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you reckon I could be a toy boy, Dan? Yeah, I mean, anyone could be a toy boy. And uh, if you listen to Big Million last yeah, week, yeah, any blind pensioners out there looking for a, <laughs> a toy boy, that is available. Oh my no, you could be a toy boy. I think he probably did think that. Because he's probably like, maybe he's still in love with her and he's but, gone there to give her some, what is it, P- pills? Probably blue pills, if you know yeah, what I'm saying. That's a bit weird. Um, Just dropping off these pills. But also, it's kind of weird. But then again, I, I put this on Twitter and a couple of people were like, okay, but maybe that you kind of think a lot of yourself if you think he's a toy boy. Because A, he probably thought you were a burglar, a very casual. <laughs> now imagine how polite I am as a burglar. Oh, sorry, sorry for intruding. Sorry, yeah, uh, she's uh, uh, away from uh, it. Uh, if, if anything, I stopped up the fridge. So. <laughs> Uh, but also, uh, uh, someone else suggested uh, that I um, I could have. Uh, uh, he thought I was I murdered her. So I thought, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. He oh, cheers! Like, yeah, he could have gone like, wow, I swear she's not in Australia this week. And <laughs> I haven't seen that guy before. And you just put ketchup down your <laughs> front. Well, this is one of my biggest fears because like one of my biggest fears is like is you that you get caught murdering someone. Well, that as well. I don't know. I don't care about that. But you know, like um, how if someone was ever caught uh, like a murderer uh, or whatever. And people always go on TV interviews afterwards. Oh no, he's always so nice. I did, never suspected him. Yeah. My greatest fear is someone going, Nah, I can't. Yeah, I, I, thought, yeah, I, thought, I thought you had it in him, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's always like when someone, you know, I know it sounds terrible, but you know when someone, someone dies in the news and they say he was described by family and friends as being lovely, kind hearted, and a genuine da da da. And you always think, like, there must be some people that die, make it onto the news, and they are genuinely horrible people. But everyone, the news are just like, just say that people say nice things about him. Yeah. You can uh, never be like, bloody bar was a family of four were killed in the river. But the dad was a right old twat. <laughs> family that, and friends said he was an absolute dick. I'd be so funny. He had it coming. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, uh, we uh, we kind of, like, last week, it was a bit of a... Oh, no! What was that? I dropped my cube of blue tack. It's got hair on it now. It's nice that you're truly focused. This is what I'm talking about. It's nice <laughs> that you're truly focused on this podcast. Last week, it was an odd one, but uh, it was fun. But it was fun. We're, we're going to put a lot of emphasis on the uh, myth this week, because we, we felt we hadn't uh, given it enough to uh, discourse, really. But, we, firstly, we need to in- introduce ourselves. I'm Matt Hoss. I'm Dan Rhodes. And together, we host Myths Podcast. What's it about, Dan? It's about myths. And it is... I guess comedy-ish, <laughs> but mostly it's about myths. Yeah, and comedy. I was still going. <laughs> <laughs> you really went round the same circle yes, twice. It is. Um, I'm actually writing a new musical. It's called Myths. We can't. Neither of us can sing, you know. <laughs> but the jingle at the beginning is. I don't even want to admit how long it took us to make it like, to that standard. Yeah, which is. <laughs> So long. So long. And it's like, still... It's only 30 seconds. You think, probably knocked out in the afternoon. No. No. We are not good singers. Uh, In all fairness... I I wasn't very good with the music, because it was like a weird beat. We had a weird beat. Well, you know, it's... um... It just had a beat. That's, that's, that's the issue there. Yeah, we did like this weird thing where like it was it like it sing in, in time. time. Yeah, it was weird. We had to re-record it because the first time we did it, uh, in all fairness, we didn't have any music to kind of get the beat to, so we had to do it a cappella. And it yeah, we just so, had like a guitar. So awful. It was like well, two myths. <laughs> uh, it was like well, we're so awful. Um, 
So if you ever want us to sing at your wedding or anything like that, let yep. us, uh, we'll, we'll do it for any uh, podcast listeners. Yep. What should we call our podcast fans? Oh, that's true, actually. Mythbusters? No. The, the, the little, little, little myths. <laughs> little, little, like L-I-L, little, little myths. Little myths. Like, little old myths. Sounds like little mix. Uh, that's true, that probably. We probably won't get Do you reckon little mix are listening to this? Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously, they're all the songs about classics, Dan. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and podcasts, obviously. Uh, I don't know, we'll have to think about that. Yeah. Well, if you have any suggestions, you can email us in at mythpodcast at gmail.com and also tweet us at mythpodcast. Or email us at mythpodcast at gmail.com. You're really circling around today, aren't you, friend? <laughs> uh, I could just call you friend there. Hey, friend. Hey, uh, friend. Uh, that's that's passive aggressive. Matt, should you do the thing? Let's By thing, I mean the myth. This is a comedy podcast about myths. We're talking about ancient Greek and Roman myths. Boom! Yes. If only we did that at the start. <laughs> anyway, enjoy this myth. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of myths podcasts. In small doses. Today's myth, Dan, is, um, is a really cool one, isn't it? Yeah, it's about Oppius. And? For Daisy, give it a go. Okay, because Dan, oh, Dan can't say no. Proper... Actually, uh, and it's actually Orpheus. Orpheus. It's Orpheus. Orpheus. And, Nailed it. And I'm gonna spell it out. So, um, and then you're gonna give okay. it a go. So it's spelled E U R Y D I C E. Dan, how do you think it's uh, pronounced? I would say you're you're Eurydice. See what happened? Eurydice. Eurydice. It is uh, Eurydice. Eurydice. You have to get the flow right, you know what I mean? But Eurydice. The first time he said it, it was like, Eurydice? I was like, no, Eurydice! <laughs> Eurydice. It is spelled like Eurydice. Yeah, uh, well, it's kind Eurydice. of. Eurydice. And Orpheus. Orpheus and Eurydice. Oh, that's not that difficult. Yeah, yeah I told you, but uh, whatever reason, Dan can't do uh, names properly. And no. bear in mind, that's what the podcast's about. But yeah, so um, we're going to take it uh, paragraph by paragraph. We're going to do this one together, aren't we, Matt? Yeah, well, if we... If we hand have... in hand. Can we actually? Use it hand in hand. Well, that, you that, have really soft hands. Oh, thank you. All my dreams are coming true today. No more Weetabix holding hands. Nice. It's good. You have good hands. Like, our hands fit together quite well. Because you've got quite quite wide hands, and I've got very long fingers. But that's also like us as human beings, though. That's attractive feature, is that? I just as you got. I have really spindly... <laughs> you have very warm, soft hands, and wide. Yeah, I have spindly, long, cold fingers. Yeah. Um... But anyway, this is the myth. We used to do one each, and I think we're still going to do that in the future, but we're going to just read this out um, like together, because I think it's it's a bit more of a performance, isn't well, it? Well, especially after all I did just last week, was just eat, yep. eat weed a bit. Actually, you should do this by yourself. I should have a fucking vacation. Yeah, you can if you want. I okay. think the, the listeners would appreciate it. Well, they're, they're hanging in the air. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I'm the most favourite co-host, aren't I? No, you're my favourite co-host. Uh, oh, really? Of this podcast. I mean... Even that, that's quite nice. <laughs> as long as you think I'm better than you, that's fine. I do have a picture of Muhammad Ali next to us. Does he count as a cursed? No, because he doesn't really contribute that much anymore. It's paperwork, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely anymore, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Stan, have you, do you know about Orpheus and Eurydice? No. Was that not implied when I couldn't pronounce the names properly? No, but like, yeah. Uh, uh, no, you... I don't. Um, is it... 
You know, I, I don't even know if I've ever heard of them before. Okay, because no. uh, I, I grew up with this myth. Uh, well, again, it's, it is a very famous one throughout paintings and art, and uh, that's a, it's inferred in a lot of stuff. However, it's uh, one that not many people nowadays know that much. Uh, so this is Orpheus and Eurydice. Dan, take it away. Orpheus is known as the most talented music player of the ancient times. Great, that, yeah. <laughs> it is said that the god Apollo was his father, from whom he took his extreme talent in music. And the muse, Calliope. That's actually all right, Calliope. Calliope, okay. Was his mother. He was living in Thrace, in the northeast part of Greece. A little geography lesson there. Yeah. It's in the north. Like, uh, Thrace is like, if you're looking at a, a, a Greece... It's in sort of the top... <laughs> it's such a dick, the mate. The top right corner, like northeast, eastern part of Greece. <laughs> You're really hitting that circular line. <laughs> hey, it's in the northeastern part of Greece. So, not the bottom left, but the top right oh, yeah, of, yeah. Greece. Yeah, of Greece. <laughs> no, because people, don't, people might not have access to a compass or a map near them. I want to let them know. <laughs> Orpheus had a divinely gifted voice that could charm anyone who heard it. He was presented first to Lyre as a boy... He had mastered it in no time at all. The myth says that no god or mortal could resist his music, and even the rocks and trees would move themselves to be near him. <laughs> That's nice. That's weird, isn't it? First, just sitting there like, I think of a cartoon, like, you know when a guy's in a bush? Yeah. Like, and he, like, picks the bush up and yeah. moves. Well, isn't that, how, how good a guitar would you have to be to be like, uh, he's a liar. He plays the liar. Yeah, I know he's a liar, but, like, he's actually quite a good musician. Yeah. Um, that was a good joke. That was a good joke. Yeah. Give it more credit next time. Do it again and I'll laugh my head off. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not really fond of you. <laughs> and what I'm going to do is to edit that laughter at the end. Put, <laughs> put can laughter in. Like, so... <laughs> uh, anyway. But um, well, there's a lot to get into there because um, it's a voice that charmed anyone that heard it. Uh, and that's off, uh, quite similar to the sirens in uh, the Odyssey because they would... Uh, Lure ensure... ships in with their voice. Yeah, and make them crash. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think Orpheus is probably doing it for good. But that's still a massive gift, you know. Have you ever seduced anyone with your, your voice? Not with my voice. <laughs> so he has this voice that can charm anyone. So who would Orpheus be in a modern day setting? Who has a voice that Adele, can... I guess. That is genuinely not, not who I expect, expecting you to say. I think maybe more of a... Like, he's probably like a oh. Bernie Sanders kind of thing, you know? Or a uh, Jeremy Corbyn kind of figure. Then, no, because it's not, charm anyone. So I'm thinking like David Attenborough. I'm thinking oh. like Morgan Freeman. Like he's just got a, such a great voice that people just want to listen. Uh, how about musician? Musician. Like, and then, well, also, obviously he's a musician. That's why I said Adele. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know. Adele's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about Susanna Sundfor? Oh, musician mate. we just discussed. He's, like, Dan's obsessed with this Susanna, and yeah, she's all right. I just but... think she has a beautiful voice. You should check her out, guys. Well, why don't you her marry her? Ten love songs. It's very good. Why don't you marry her if you like her so much? Why don't you do a podcast of her if you like her so much? Why don't you marry all the people you like? I, I tried to, but I say no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Did I tell you? Um, I uh, I'll, I'll talk more at a different time. But um, I went to a wedding. I was best man at a wedding. In December, and uh, essentially the day before the wedding, I was driving to Derby to kind of hang out with the best man. And I went to a place called Potato Tomato, which is in uh, Whitstable. It's a little vegan cafe, and I was the only one there. Uh, I was like in the like about eleven o'clock. I was the only one at the cafe, and there's this vegan waitress has been working there. And uh, I've, um, in all fairness, she uh, every time I've been in there that week, which was 
quite a lot because uh, 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 it's a nice place and also uh, I had a crush on this girl but not not too much but like we were very friendly if you know what I mean uh, and uh Essentially, this girl just kind of sat down and started chatting to me. We hadn't talked about it. Uh, I paid up. And at the end, we just kept on chatting about the wedding. And just like, oh, oh, if only you had a, a natural plus one, I could come with you as well. I was like, please marry me. <laughs> we can get Did married. Did you invite her to the wedding? Oh, I in a very casual and blah. That's the kind of thing that happens in movies and it works. Yeah. Hey, would you want to be on my plus one to my brother's wedding? And then people were like... Okay, and then that happens. Well, I thought it was going to be... Have you ever seen Peep Show where Mark is going to get married? Uh, so he just kind of proposes to the coffee shop girl. <laughs> I thought that was very much me. I was like, uh, do you want to get married, please? Stop playing with the fucking blue tag. Sorry, tap. I find it helps my concentration when I'm oh, filling with the blue tag. Obviously not. <laughs> Says you who every podcast kicks your water bottle over. No, I don't. Yet. <laughs> um, anyway, what did she say? Um, yeah, didn't you didn't ask on a date or anything. Well, well, sad. well the thing is, like, we, we got it's on very... very I get very nervous in those situations. I would never do that. I, I, I was tempted, but again, the, the I didn't want to come across as a creep, because maybe she's just being nice, you know what I mean? She, she might be just being a waitress. So, yeah, you don't know. Uh, yeah. But then again, she did actually seem genuinely interested in me as a human being, because if... Uh, we talked about half an hour after paying up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and in all fairness, no one else maybe was there. Maybe she's bored. Maybe. <laughs> maybe she was really interested in me. Dan, don't ruin this for me. Sorry, yeah. I'm actually going there tomorrow, so maybe... We're going tomorrow. That's a cool name, by the way. It's actually one of my favourite places to eat, so check that out. Um, All these people hanging out in Whitstable. Yeah. That's for most of our fan, ba- fan bases. For those interested, Whitstable is in Kent, which is in the southeastern part of Britain. So if you're looking at a... So not, of... in the, not in the top left. Yeah, if you're looking at the... <laughs> like, bottom right-hand corner. Correct? Am yeah. I not? You're not wrong, Dan. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Uh, we got to mention that. Um, imagine buying Liar, right? And then rocks moving and. T- Is and it tr- Liar or the Leer? Liar. Okay, I've always wondered that. Really? Isn't there an instrument called the Leer? No, leering is when you stare at someone. I right? swear there's one called the... I swear there's an instrument called the Leer. Is there not? Or am I confusing you with Li- the Liar? Liar. I'm pretty sure. I thought there was both. Huh? <laughs> anyway, so he's playing the Liar. Yeah, and uh, he's very good at it. Uh, he's also, um, I think, obvious in some things. He's also known as an agricultural expert and also an astrologist as well. Fun fact. It's a bit of everything, isn't he? Mm. But mostly a musician. However, apart from musical talent, Orpheus also had an adventurous character. What a lad. He was believed to have taken part in the Argonautic expedition, which is the voyage of Jason and his fellow Argonauts, to get to Colchis and steal the Golden Fleece. Moreover, the music of Orpheus saved the Argonauts from the Sirens, the strange female-like creatures who were seducing men uh, with their nice voices, and then they were killing them. As we mentioned that earlier, but we didn't actually know it was actually connected, actually. But he's managed to, like, even overpower the Sirens themselves. Yeah. He's we... that good at music. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I didn't know he was that powerful. That's pretty good. This guy's, gonna make... this guy's gonna do very well on the X Factor. <laughs> Better than Adele, some may say. Uh... Yeah, oh, well, yeah, maybe he, maybe, maybe, maybe. And also, Orpheus used to spend much of his early years in the idyllic pursuits of music and poetry. Gay! <laughs> no, he's just very poetic. He's like Morrissey. Also, I like, I, like, I like music. Do you like poetry? I like poetry if it rhymes. Do you want me to write you a poem right now? Go on. Um, I like writing poems, to be fair. There was once a man called Dan. Yeah. And he was, uh, will be one day my best man. Uh, uh, I would like to have sex with him. Uh, what? 
Well, it wasn't a rhyme, but I... <laughs> it's, it's not lying. <laughs> yeah, but it came from the heart, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, no, but all poems should rhyme, really, shouldn't they? It's, I mean, I know, I know, poems can be beautiful when they don't, but they're just no fun to read or write, I don't think. Yeah, but equally, I know that's a terrible view to have. But you're also not a child. You don't need to, like, have... Oh, it rhymes so... Yeah. yeah. I just enjoy the, the playfulness of a, of a poem that rhymes. Yeah, but again, I, I kind of like... The melody of it. I've been uh, reading some Philip Larkin uh, recently, and like, um, obviously, that's, most of that does rhyme, but like, uh, I really like the kind of dark, gloomy nature, and sometimes uh, having a playful kind of like... It kind of detracts from that kind of grittiness, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Look at us talking about poetry! Oh my God, we are... Oh, Radio 4... Waiting for your call, yeah. mate. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Orpheus. His skill had far surpassed the fame and respect of his music. Humans and beasts alike would be enchanted by it, and often even the most inanimate of objects would yearn to be near him. That's, again, it's weird. The same thing again. Uh, imagine what's the most what what inanimate object have you seduced the most, Dan? Have I seduced the most? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Too many to. Well, count. I'm thinking of last week's episode where Pygmalion <laughs> literally made out. And fell in love with his own sculpture he made of a woman. Uh, who in fairness he did end up marrying and yeah. having babies with. Still a uh, humble brick, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've, ne- I've never been sexually attracted to an inanimate object. The closest I've ever been in love with an inanimate object is finding Jessica Rabbit quite sexy. <laughs> we have to tap in on this, my friend. Um, go on. Jessica Rabbit from yeah. where, she's good looking she's yeah. designed, they've drawn her to be sexy yeah so uh, do you still have a crush on her or? no but I don't have a crush on her do I because it's a cartoon I just think like oh if she were real that would be pretty cool would you date her or if what? she was real I would yeah do you reckon she would date you that's the more no point. definitely not oh. she's quite cool isn't she Jessica which, Rabbit okay which cartoon character is the is the person that would date you the most in terms of, but like the most attractive person that would date you okay. so like, I kind of, think it, realistically would date me Roger Rabbit <laughs> <laughs> Garfield no uh, okay I can think about this I think I reckon I could get a Meg Griffin okay I think in all fairness although that is pretty low <laughs> yeah low standards <laughs> yeah I think definitely Brian Griffin if you're that way inclined yeah that's true who would you? Is there is there a cartoon that you think if real would be like, oh hey, um, Lana from Archer. She's she'd be a good one to have to if she were real. Archer's mum. Archer's <laughs> mum. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> Mallory Archer. Yeah, Mallory Archer. <laughs> mm, those wrinkles. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? How cartoons. Uh, <laughs> it sounds weird. I'm not talking like hentai or anything like that. But I just go. She's good looking. Yeah. You yeah. just tell like, oh, it's, and she's the, real. The, the, there's definitely, but she's like, close to an animate object, you know? There's also been like, animated things. Like, I remember I, I used to... This is really... Well, this is definitely some id coming out here, friend. Uh, so, yeah, I used to be in love with this character called Ashley from uh, Mass Effect. There's a game series called Mass Effect, which is yeah. a sci-fi game. And part of the game is that you can kind of choose who you're in love with. And I really did fall in love with a girl called uh, Ashley. Oh, and, uh, my God. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, but then again, it was like... I think it was kind of like because uh, I found out like she started falling for me and I was Commander Shepard and I was like oh yeah she's in love with me Matt Hoss was like oh oh how are you doing Shepard I was like no no he said Matt Hoss wrong <laughs> <laughs> but she wasn't even that nice of a person if you know what I mean she's like, a bit of a space racist well she wasn't real Matt not to me <laughs> she was always in my heart oh that's nice 
I got I photoshop mean photos of me and her together. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lie, but did you believe it? <laughs> yeah. That's what's me. I actually for a minute I was like, oh god, he actually is that, did... is that too much? Because guess... if you were to photoshop yeah, and then keep them, not as a joke, but like keep them to yourself, like you with her at a at cartoon <laughs> I, from a game. Someone did. Now this is very honest. Uh, uh, someone did uh, f- uh, get a mod for Mass Effect uh, to remove everyone's clothing, and uh, I saw Ashley naked for the first time, and uh, it kind of ruined the spell a little bit. To be honest, you're like, oh, I've got nothing to look forward to now. I've seen it. No, it's more like to do with like. First, the graphics were quite bad, so I was like, oh. And also, like, it's kind of, it was like a really pure love, if you know what I mean? Because it was like, a, you know, sometimes, like, there's, like, there's girls that you really, really like, like, but you don't, like, though they are sexually attractive, but you're kind of like, like, it feels, it cheapens the experience a little bit. I, you know, that was my true, it's nice my only t- love, my only true love is a video game character. <laughs> wow. You'd be very honest about that. Well. I mean, when I mentioned Jessica Rabbit, I thought, like, I mean, you'd, you'd say something similar in that you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a, She'd be quite cool in real life, uh, but no, you. I didn't realize that went deep, very deep. It's nice that you just you've essentially let's cut that down to the essence. It's like I thought I was sad about saying Jessica Rabbit, but you definitely blew me out the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to Orpheus as well because he's probably sadder. Anyway, so he, Orpheus, he's really good at music and he loves music and poetry. And inanimate dog jokes would go near him. That's why we got onto that weird topic. <laughs> well, into his youth, he had mastered the lyre and his melodious. Liar. Uh, for a minute, I actually thought you were calling me a liar. I was very confused by what was happening. Well into his youth, he'd mastered the... Liar. liar. Can we say all the names you're not comfortable with? <laughs> yeah. Well into his youth, he'd mastered the liar. liar. Thank you, Matt. Well into his youth, he'd mastered the liar, and his melodic voice garnered him audiences from near and far. It was at one such gathering of humans and beasts that his eyes fell... On a wood nymph. I love how they keep on putting the emphasis on the beast being really. Yeah. I just imagine a buffalo like, fucking good. I yeah, bought tickets. Yeah. Is that the Humans and beasts were there. All the humans and beasts. Yeah. Don't forget the beasts. Imagine it's just a, a crowd of chickens like, woo, yeah. Um, he's fallen in love with a wood nymph. Yeah. That's sad. Good. Well, that's, that's nice. It is nice, yeah. It just, you know, that's when nymphomania comes out. Bet she's. Anyway, there was a girl called. What was it called then? Eurydice. Eurydice. She was beautiful and shy. She had been drawn to Orpheus, enamoured by his voice, and such was the spell of beauty in music and appearance that neither could cast their eyes off each other. Something inexplicable took the hearts of the two young people, and they soon felt dearly in love and was unable to spend a single moment apart. After a while... They decided to get married. This happens all the time. Oh, I was going to say this happened. Also, in Greek myths, when they say after a while they decided to get married, they mean like two days. And in two days, Dan eats like 13,000 uh, of It's barely any time at all, no, really. It's not even, uh, well, I, I guess to be precise, it's about 48 hours. <laughs> you really... <laughs> it's in the top left. And, hmm, two days. That's 48 hours. You're the king of useless facts. Not even facts. <laughs> well, you're not wrong, but it's just like it's just stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they got married after a couple. Very soon, they always do this in these kind of myths when they like, oh, look at this. They make eye contact with each other and they're in love. Again, I Makes wish me sick. I wish I could do that. I wish Ashley would have married me. Oh, one day, probably not, unless we get the code for Maybe her. Maybe one day you'll like be with a girl called Ashley. But then I'd always think about... your wife's called Ashley. But, you just haven't met her yet. Do you reckon that the, the wife version of Ashley, she would always be like, did, did you only marry 
know what I mean? Cause of, and I'll be like, no, no, I just stroke in the picture of Ashley from Mass Effect. It's like, no, no, my one true love. But the sad thing is, Ash, Ashley doesn't love me. Firstly, she's cold. Secondly, she's not real. Thirdly, she loves Commander Shepard, not that horse. That's a sad thing. It's a love triangle, isn't it? It is. Then again, I do control Commander Shepard. I am very good, you know. I'm a very nice guy. Uh, so you, you, really th- you really think about this, don't you? I realise why I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> It's like therapy in this episode. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Is that too honest? Yeah. <laughs> the wedding day dawned bright and clear. Hymenos, Hymenaeus, the god of marriage, blessed their marriage, and then a great feast followed. There's some really awful English. That's pretty good. If you were going to get married, the one person you'd want to be at the wedding the god, be the of god of marriage. Yeah. Cool. But you don't want them to be like, oh, or her, uh, being like, yeah, you feel like you have to be obliged to every marriage, you know what I mean? Yeah. The surroundings were filled with laughter and gaiety. Soon the shadows grew large, signalling an end to the revelry that had lasted much of the day, and the wedding guests all took their leave of the newlyweds, who were still sitting hand in hand, starry-eyed. They soon both realised that it was time that they were on their way, depart for home. Bounce go what wow yeah going home newlyweds yeah what we gonna do she's Sex. a wood nymph and I've got some wood for her nymph they're gonna have intercourse it, yes they're gonna consummate the marriage that him and has just granted them I read the next line because it's quite ominous yeah however things would soon change and grief would ensue happiness there was one man who was despising of Orpheus and desired Eurydice for his own. Oh, no. Dan, you got a nice name. Aristius. That's... I think I nailed it that time. Uh, yeah, Aristius, yeah. Aristius, oh, you didn't even know. No, I did <laughs> Aristius, a shepherd, not like Captain Shepherd, the one that you just had a weird thing about because he yeah, com- your... It's Commander Shepherd, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aristius, a shepherd, had plotted a plan to conquer the beautiful... Conquer the beautiful nymph? Yeah, that's weird wording. <laughs> it's like they always use weird language for the bad guys, especially like with Pygmalion as well. Like, By conquer, they mean he wanted to take her for himself as yeah, a wife, or not to like like conquer her like a battle, like kill her. put a flag in her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, he didn't want to pull her. She is a wood nymph. <laughs> yeah, this is a shepherd had plotted a plan to conquer the beautiful nymph, and there he was waiting in the bushes for the young couple to cast by. If Orpheus sang a song, that bush would that leave. Would bush <laughs> <come forward>. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing that the lovers were approaching, he intended to jump on them and kill Orpheus. What? This guy what? is creepy as fuck. Yeah, right? very creepy. Also, it's not that great a plan, is it? <laughs> What's my plan here, Aristius? I want to kill Orpheus. I will but... jump in a bush, and as he walks past, I will jump out and stab him. First, he doesn't even say stab. stab no, he just, just says jump kill. On him. Just jump on them and kill. Maybe he's massive. He's going to kill them by jumping on them. He's just but like. He's a creepy man, isn't he? First he wants to conquer, and he's hiding in the bushes, and he just jumps on Orpheus. Yeah. Hmm. I don't like him that much. No. Commander Shepard would have words. As the Shepard made his move, Orpheus grabbed Eurydice by the hand and started running pell-mell through the forest. What, does that what the hell is pell-mell? <laughs> Who wrote this? Pell-mell. Orpheus grabbed Eurydice by the hand and started running pell-mell. Do the, they don't mean... I don't know what they mean by that. <laughs> Should we Google it? Yeah, please Google what Pell... Pell... P-E-L-L hyphen M-E-L-L. Pell-Mell. Pell-Mell meaning... Google knows what we want. Oh, in all fairness... Oh, it means in it, a rushed, confused or disorderly manner. It's actually a word. 
Wow. We had down at Creeker.com. We had. Pell-mell is actually a thing. I thought it was literally like a... I thought they'd made that up. Well, if you've learned anything from this podcast, please take away uh, Pell-mell definition as opposed to my therapeutic thoughts. Uh, Anyway. So they ran hastily through the forest. The chase was so long and Aristides showed no signs of giving up or slowing down. On and on they ran and suddenly Orpheus felt Eurydice stumble and fall, her hand slipping from his grasp. Unable to comprehend what had just happened, he rushed to her side but stopped short in dismay for his eyes perceived the deathly pallor that came over her cheeks. Looking around, he saw no trace of the shepherd for Aristimus... Aristius. I said it earlier, it's just because there's so many vowels, it's weird. Anyway, looking around, he saw no trace of the shepherd who had witnessed the event and had left. That's really sad, isn't it? So the guy was chasing him through the forest, she's fell, and then the guy who was chasing him has left. Yeah, well, essentially, she's vanished, and who knows. But anyway, a few steps away, Eurydice has stepped on a nest of snakes and had been bitten by a deadly viper. Knowing that there was no chance of survival, Aristius had abandoned his try, cursing his luck, and Orpheus. I mean, that's a bit of a dick move. Imagine, like, uh, Orpheus just seen his wife just being, like, uh, she's been bitten, to die. She's been bitten by a snake, basically, what's just happened, right? Yeah. That's what they've realised. The reason she fell over was because a snake bit her. Then Aristius is like, ah, oh, best give it up. Fuck off, Orpheus. And it's like, it's, come on, mate, he's just having a moment here. You know, it's like you've, you've kind of dealt my shit hand, really. After the death of his beloved wife... Orpheus has no more the same carefree person he used to be. His life without Eurydice seemed unendless and could do nothing more than grieve for her. This is when he had a great but yet crazy idea. He decided to go to the underworld and try to get his wife back. Apollo, his father, would talk to Hades, the god of the underworld, to accept him and hear his plea. Well, I love that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, I love, what I love is that obviously his wife has just died and that's really sad. But obviously, he's kind of going through like morning craziness because he's like, "Oh, it's a good idea! I'll go down to the underworld and get my wife back." He's like, "No, Orpheus, mate, she's, she's gone. She's dead, yeah. <laughs> my my father is Apollo. He's like, no, he, he, he's not. He's called uh, Jimmy. What's that? Uh, Inspect Savers. Uh, come on, mate. It's okay. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's sad, really. Have you? Uh, yeah. Would sad. you ever go down to the underworld for anyone? Have you ever been in love, Dan? We've alluded to this before in another podcast. Have we? Yeah, because I said how like I think it, to be in love, it would be like properly when some when you, you and oh, them are yes. both yeah, in love. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I've ever had that, which is you know pretty sad. Yeah, yeah, you know it's pretty sad. Yeah, obviously I've been in love. Uh, yeah, right. Well, we've, <laughs> yeah. we've discussed that in left this podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway, for so, those who have just joined the podcast, it was with an inanimate cartoon. From nothing the happened. Game. Nothing happened. Just just a lot of affection. Oh, that's nice. I mean, you like to... I, I, <laughs> I really hope no future girlfriends listen to this. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he's trying to go back to the underworld, and his dad Apollo is chatting to his brother. Well, is it uncle? Uh, uncle Hades. Yeah. Uncle Hades. Armed with his weapons, the lyre, and his voice, Orpheus approached Hades and demanded entry into the underworld. None challenged him. I like how he refers to his weapons as the liar and his voice. That's, that's very bragging. It's like, yeah, yeah don't, I've got my weapons. Oh, my instrument and my singing voice. That's, yeah. that's like, he's the kind of guy where when guys refer to their arms as guns. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, got my guns out. Right? It's like, <laughs> you're a bellend, mate. Uh, uh, also, they also miss out some of the key things in the world. For example, Sharon. Uh, 
a Charon. He's a he's a guy that he's a ferryman between uh, the land of the living and the land of the dead. That's why you put the coins on someone's eyes. Yeah, you pay the yeah. ferryman. Yeah, and uh, but they kind of skipped a, all that out. But you know, fair enough, really. Um, Standing in front of the rulers of the dead, Orpheus said while he was there in a voice both mellifluous and disquieting. They really put some weird words. They in are. There. He played his lyre and sang out to King Hades and Queen. Persephone. Persephone. That Eurydice's hurt was returned to him. Not even the most stone-hearted of people or gods could have neglected the hurt in his voice. So, so his game plan, instead of asking for his girl, um, for his wife to come back, he was like, tell you what, I'll just sing the song. And he just sings like a Radiohead song at them. Yeah, <laughs> about, how he's missing, about how he's missing them. It's just like, I'm a creed. <laughs> Hades openly wept, Persephone's heart melted, and even Cerberus, the giant three-headed hound guarding the entry to the underworld, covered his many ears with his paws and howled in despair. Isn't that sad? Oh, that is sad. Oh, he's just a dog. Yeah. Orpheus. Uh, when I was... Um... I mean, they did. They love talking about how beasts... Yeah, yeah, like, God, they, they reference that a lot, don't they? Uh, the voice of Orpheus was so moving that Hades promised to this desperate man that Eurydice would follow him to the upper world, the world of the living. Which, yeah, that's eating his job. That's good, right? However, he warned Orpheus that for no reason, <laughs> for no reason, <laughs> must he look back while his wife was still in the dark, for that would undo everything he hoped for her. He would wait for Eurydice to get into the light before he looked at her. I love how it's like... Oh, it's really sad. Oh, it was, um, you can have your wife back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my mistake. But for no reason at all, <laughs> don't look back. Okay, just don't do it, mate. Uh, just why? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> they always do these yeah. in this movie. It always comes out with some inane and inane thing that they just have to do for no reason. And they always and I'm skipping ahead here. I don't actually know what happens at the end of this. If any of the other missus go to, they they never listen <laughs> and they always do it. And I bet you, I bet you, Matt. Orpheus is going to turn around immediately, isn't he, and look back at her, even though Hades has just that minute said, please don't do it. Yeah. But I bet he is, isn't he? Imagine if the Greek gods had, like, like imagine if they, they were, like, cared after children, like, don't press that button, and all the time they're going to press the button. It's like, yeah. oh, for God's sake. Oh. The Greeks always do this in their myths, and this is going to be no different. But the thing is, what I hate is just, for, there's no reason for it. They and always it, do it, don't they? And <laughs> even if it does go wrong, which I'm not saying it does, but, like, they could just counteract it, if you know me, like, just do it again if you want. Yeah. Well, it's like Pandora's box is the ultimate one. Yeah. Zeus, for absolutely no reason, gave her a box with all these terrible things. Why would you give someone a box with terrible things? Yeah, it's just no point to it. Hey, Zeus, why is this? Oh, it's a wedding gift. By the way, don't, don't you open it. Don't, don't you open it. Don't look back. I put you know, terrible things in don't there. Don't you dare look at your wife. Yeah. You know? Why did you put terrible things in there? Oh, shut up. Just don't. Why this is like that. Don't look back. Why? Just, just don't. But is there any reason? Maybe. Maybe not. Just don't. And there is going to be a reason, isn't there? Because very, it's gonna... very shifted the Greeks, aren't yeah, they? Very that's that's sounds really, really, really racist. <laughs> very shifted. The Greek gods. Yes, thank you. With great faith in his heart and joy in his song, Orpheus began his journey out of the underworld, joyful that he would once again be reunited with his love. As Orpheus was reaching the exit of the underworld, he could hear the footfalls of his wife approaching him. He wanted to turn around and hug her, but he immediately managed to control his urges. As he was approaching the exit, his heart was beating faster and faster. The moment he stepped on the world of the living, he turned his head to hug his wife. Unfortunately, he got only a glimpse of Eurydice before she was once again drawn back into the underworld. When Orpheus turned his head, Eurydice was still in the dark, 
She hadn't seen the sun, and as Hades has warned Orpheus, his sweet wife was drowned back into the dark world of the dead. You called it, Dan. You called it. <sighs> and like, I it's so it... close as well by the sounds of it. But again, he wasn't clear on Hades wasn't totally clear on that because Orpheus, to his fair, he was in the light, right? So that's why he did it because mm. he was like, "Oh, I'm in the light," but he didn't realise that she wasn't yet. But also, if if the god of the underworld kind of said, you know, just give it. You would kind of give it a couple of minutes grace. I you, would. You know. Make sure I'm definitely back on yeah. solid ground. Get, yeah. you, you just double check. Okay, we're both in the light. Nice to see you, Eurydice. Time to go home. But yeah. obviously he's very impatient. But then again, he's he's in pain at the moment. Yeah, he wants his wife. But I feel bad for him because uh, obviously she's gone to the underworld. Just gone forever now. Yeah. Waves of anguish and despair swept over him and shuddering with grief, he approached the underworld again. But this time, he was denied entry. The gates were standing shut. The god Hermes, sent by Zeus, wouldn't let him in. I love how Cerberus is still so sad that he can't do his job. It's like, Hermes, alright, Zeus here, can you just go down and guard the... the what happened to the dog, Zeus? Oh, it's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's too sad to work. <laughs> the dog's heartbroken to work. <laughs> From then on, the heartbroken musician was wandering disorientated day after day, night after night, in total despair. He could find no consolation in anything. His misfortune tormented him, forcing him to abstain from the contact from any other woman. And slowly, but surely, he found himself shunning their company completely. His songs were no more joyful, but extremely sad. So he kind of went, he's gone like Pygmalion here, hasn't he? Because like, he hates all women now. Yep. What's the deal with, like... Because it was his fault, to be fair, that he turned around. But I, I think he's just really upset in all Yeah, he is. Uh, they grieve... Hard, don't they? Yeah. In these kind of myths, but also like it's it's not his fault, really. It just very, if anything, a really unc- unclear. Yeah, yeah. Should have got printed out in the contract, yeah. signed off. You know, sure. could have taken him to small clients court. <laughs> don't know. Like I don't know why. If one woman treats not treats him bad, but one woman has hurt this person, he must take out on all other women. It's like no, no, all women are bad now. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good line. His only comfort was to lay on a huge rock and feel the crest of the breeze. His only vision was the open skies. <laughs> so he, all he does is just sit, sit, naked, lay sit on naked, naked on a rock all day. Yep. Which is what I do on my holidays. Yep. And so, a group of irate women, furious for his scorn towards them, chanced upon him. Orpheus was so desperate that he did not even try to repulse their advances. <laughs> the woman killed him, cut his body into pieces, <laughs> and threw them and his lyre into a river. What the where did that come from? Oh, I don't really like it that much. We're going to cut you into pieces, is, but yeah. Yeah, and the... Th- wow. Wow. His that's, instrument and all. That's, that's like Twitter in real life, isn't it? it is. Wow. It is said that his head and his lyre floated down river to the island of Lesbos. Is that Lesbos? I assume so. There, the muses found them and gave Orpheus a proper burial ceremony. People believe that his grave amended music... Plaintive yet beautiful, his soul descended down to Hades, where he was finally reunited with his beloved Eurydice. I hope you enjoyed that, man. So, Dan, that was a that was a pretty messed up story, right? Yes. <laughs> Good, you have no further analysis. <laughs> uh, My favourite bit. Was when the guy... <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just what was he doing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that was also my favourite. My favourite bit was when that guy 
did something else as well. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> no, it was pretty messed up, actually. It was quite sad, wasn't it? And it was a slightly happy... Well, not a happy ending, It seemed but... very easy for him to just become reunited with her. Just get... Just kill himself. Just kill himself. Yeah. yeah, and it actually would have worked. It was clearly him, him being cut into pieces, yeah. which is pretty brutal. Actually, resulted in him. Uh, I suppose he wasn't to know that. Yeah, yeah, but he also, rightfully didn't kill himself. Yeah. Also, like it's a lot of effort to go down to the underworld for someone. Maybe just see someone new, you know? Like, uh, yeah. like, like, would you go like if you were that madly in love? Do you reckon you would go down to the underworld, pluck him out yourself? Because uh, I'm just going plenty of fish. I might just try and yeah. Live my life to the fullest and I hopefully see them in the afterlife like he did. That was actually more poetic than I thought you were going to do. It's okay, I didn't rhyme though, did it? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good call back then. <laughs> Thank you. Well, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, obviously, if you've listened to us before, you'll know that we ranked this out of 40 on four different categories. We have life skills, stuff we learn practically, morals, stuff we learn ethically, creativity, the um, kind of how inventive the myth is, and also the WTF factor, the things that make us say, what the fuck has just happened? Uh, so let's start with life skills, as we always do. Not massive, this one. Yeah. Learn how to, learn how to play the lyre. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Is that what it sounds like? Nope. Maybe. <laughs> it's more like... Actually, no. I think it's more like... No, it's actually... <laughs> it's dubstep. Yeah, it's dubstep. Uh, that's about it, really. Um, we learn how to charm people with our voices. We learn how to move rocks. That's true. Learn how to make a beast sad. Learn how to make a beast... Yeah, we learn how to make a dog sad, which is sad, because it's a dog, and they shouldn't be sad. All right. This is an RTPA advert. <laughs> and also, we learn how to cut a man into pieces and throw his body into a river. Yep. I mean, that happens more often than you think on this podcast, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> we learn how to give people the proper burials. We learn um, to deny people entrance. They can bounce people from bars and stuff like that, because mm. we denied entrance to a, a thingy. We'll learn, also, it's a good practical lesson, learn not to kind of, you know, if you're taking someone back from the underworld... Don't turn around. A couple of, couple of minutes grace, you know? Got to have at least a few moments in the sun. I think it's a lot. But uh, there's not too much. Maybe a five-ish? Four or five? I think a five. Five? Yeah. Five out of ten. Yeah, five out of ten. So moral. So, uh, so that is exactly half the amount of points they could have potentially got. <laughs> Such a dick! <laughs> Why are you doing this? Oh my god, that's so annoying. Next up is morals. In all fairness... Quite a bit. Not, not as much as you think, but go on. Take, take us through it, Dan. Well, you don't know what I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But um, that's what I'm asking you right now. <laughs> Do you know what I think? I don't actually know if there's as much as I think there is. Oh my, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Matt, give me, come on, I can do this. Okay. This is you with the social media all over again. <laughs> right, we learnt that, uh, I'm trying to do this in chronological order. We learnt that if you really, really, really like someone, yeah... Yeah. Don't hide in a bush and try and kill the person that yeah. they're with. Yeah, learn, learn to kind of respect people and a relationship. And a relationship. People can have other relationships and, you know, there's not even a hint that she even knows who this guy is. Yeah, she's a random shepherd. I know. don't know if he's, she, they've ever met. So she doesn't even know this guy exists and Which, he thinks that, you know, she they should be together. That's a bit weird. I think we've learned that if you, oh, that was a life skill, by the way, we didn't add in. The sirens. Oh, how to, how to charm sirens. So that's still. Part oh, I'll still give it a five. Yeah, so it's still part of the 
And there's also some other bits we kind of miss as well, uh, in terms of like just seducing wood nymphs, I suppose. And also, um, we learned how to plant a lovely wedding from our, uh, from him and us. I'm tempted to bung it up to a six for life skills. Yeah. We, we're thinking about this longer than now I think about it. We actually yeah, done a six, lot. Seven, what? That was impressive. I twiddled a pencil by accident. Yeah, and then he spun out your hand. Um, but morals, yeah, don't don't hide in a bush and try and kill people. Um, be considerate. Li- be considerate. Listen to Hades, the god of the underworld, when he yeah. tells you, don't look at your wife. Yeah. I mean, he did do it for no reason. That is a bit of a prick move. But uh, well, he did do it all the way in all fairness. But it's just yeah, it's it's kind of of he, because he was in the light. And he was like, I'm in the light, so she must be... Oh, shit. Oh, she's shit. not... She's behind me. Um, also, no, but there's not that much else anymore. Also, if you don't like women, don't be mean to them, because they may chop you into pieces and throw you into... And also, respect, do respectful burying. Uh, but also, uh, you know, be considerate when people are singing a song, because, like, like, Hades cries and stuff like that. So, you know, that's be nice. Considerate. I think that's another five. Five? I think it's a five. Yeah. Well, not another five. Um, oh, yeah, because the first one was six. Six is about one or more than five. <laughs> creativity. This is when we rank it on how creative it is. Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We're nearly done with the podcast. Just, I want to go home. Uh, <coughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think it's got quite great. It's, it's quite, really creative. It's a big it, story, but... isn't it? Well, it literally is, yeah. It was several pages. Dan... <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a weird I love you, but I might punch you in the head. It's so annoying. I, um, it might be funny for you guys. Oh, it's, it's, it's funny for me. It's not funny. For, no, I can assure you it's not funny for anyone else. Um, okay, creativity is really creative. Uh, yeah, so in terms of um, the fact that he has to go to the underworld for his love, that's a yeah. great romantic gesture, isn't the it? The fact like, that he's like got the greatest voice and he's the greatest musician, he's fe- astrology, he's all these things. He's fended off the... Uh, he's helped the Argonauts and the, the Sirens. Yep. He's literally gone all the way down to the underworld. Uh, and also, the, his death is also really messed up, lying on a rock and being slashed in pieces. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and also how much he loved Eurydice as well. Like, uh, yeah, the actually, fact that that guy was chasing them, the fact that she got bitten by a snake, that's pretty creative. Yeah. He could have just had her like... Tripping. Oh, I'm dead. What? No, a viper, a deadly viper. I think this might be like uh, eight or nine. I think this is an eight. Yeah, I think this uh, is an eight. I maybe push it to a nine. Or you what's your? Because I think what else? Uh, let's, I mean, there are wood nymphs. There are women chopping him up. I don't know how. Else. There's young love. There's the underworld, there's the dog, there's several characters. The thing is with creativity, which I like, is that it has a whole package. There's romance, there's a, there's tragedy, there's a whole story. It's one of the most narrative-driven myths, I think. And, yes. And it's, this, as I mentioned earlier, this has inspired lots of people throughout history and culture to kind of produce things. So I'm, I'm going to state nine, but you... No, that's a good point. This is a famous myth. It's in... Yeah, I think... Go on, we'll give it a there, There's a lot of thought gone into this one, hasn't there? Yeah. You know, it's not just a run of the mill. And finally, and, and I always, I, what I like about uh, our ranking system is that life skills and morals are kind of in the same bracket, and also creativity and WTF are in the same bracket as well, because yeah. like, the two, two sides of the similar coin, because uh, this was messed up as well. Not as messed up as previous ones, but still quite messed up. This is pretty messed up. I think the guy creeping around in the bush, the shepherd's yeah. pretty weird. And jumping on the guy as well. That's, that's what, pretty weird. Uh, yeah, that is very the, weird. The Viper as well. That's the Viper is pretty messed up. Um, the fact that he... Uh, well, the fact that he just got given this weird rule that he couldn't look at his wife. That's kind of messed up. Yeah, There's no need for that. And also... Because he was successful. He's 
Yeah. It's impressive how successful he was in getting Hades to give her over. In, in a lesser, in an obscene way, but it's a bit more WTF in the fact that it's like, oh, hey, you're not going to let him have that? Come on. He, he's like, come on, mate. He's done most of the legwork, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Also, it's kind of like the fact of him going to the, literally going to the underworld to kind of pick up a chick, it, that's that's pretty, like, that's messed up. That's pretty messed up. It's not, maybe not messed up, but it's a grand gesture. It's, yeah, it's like, it is. Whoa. His death's really messed up, too. Yeah, that's, a, well, I think that's just lying on a rock and this bunch of women come and chop him into pieces. But the worst thing about that, it's just like, he was just a bit annoyed at them. He's a bit miffed, some may say. Uh, and he's a bit annoyed at women. I saw you did there because uh, this podcast is about myths. Oh, oh I don't know. Like, why the <laughs> So Matt's joke about being miffed is because it's like our podcast. Continue, Matt. I don't think I want to. <laughs> but this podcast at all, the series is done now. Couldn't even make it to 10 episodes. Finally, I can get back on with my other podcast. What's that? Dan Rhodes... No, it's, it's myths, but with three three Fs. Do you want to sing the jingle to Mr. Three Fs? If Welcome it... to myths. Welcome <laughs> to myths. It's the same as that as I'm not going to lie. Well, that's copyright, my friend. No, it? but I wrote, I wrote it. What? Does, do you have some liar on the top of it? So, WTF. I think it's pretty... Particularly the death is quite best. Go on, give it a seven or an eight. Let's say seven. Give it a seven. Because I think uh, Pygmalion was weirder, I think. Was it? Because that got eight. No, that is important. It is important to compare. You know, we've got to keep kind of equal. Narcissus or... Narcissus. Narcissus. got seven. But I think this is weirder. This is... Because uh, the, the chopping give to it bits... An eight. And it. his head arriving at uh, an island is messed up. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. But then again, it's worse than Pygmalion, though. Or oh, it's bigger. I think it's about the same, because Pygmalion overall, the W... Although there aren't as many WTF yeah. members in Pygmalion, the overarching idea that a guy would just have sex Creepier. with... Yeah, it's, Creepier. It, that's pretty weird. So I think this is just still a solid eight. Eight out of ten. For different reasons. Oh, my good God. So it's 11 plus 9, 20, 28. Tw- Matt, that's pretty high. Is that yes. a joint first or second? That is... I think it might be second. Uh, so, uh... Joint second. Joint second. We're in episode five, Kronos. Wow, that's okay. So we have a top three. Our top three is Juno and uh, her rivals in episode two. Then it's uh, Kronos, episode five, and also this one, uh, episode nine as well. Wow. That's pretty Still good. Still no 30s or above. No, but then again, I think we're quite harsh, though, in all fairness. Uh, we are harsh, and we're going to do a few myths at some point, though, I know for sure. Have you had a nice time at the podcast today, Dan? I have had a nice time at the podcast. Thank you, Matt, for inviting me to your to house. My house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day, have you had a good time? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, I felt good to get that... Well, good about the toy boy thing. Felt very ashamed about the Ashley thing. Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. Uh, if anyone's ever played Mass Effect, uh, let me know and uh, let me know who judged me. Uh, you can email us at mythspodcast at gmail.com or tweet us on Facebook at mythspodcasts. That's the first time we did it without me killing him to do it. Because many times I've had to stop the recording and go, Damn, can you please do the social media this one fucking time? Well done for remembering it. You're calling it... Also, I hope it's not for your Miss podcast with three Fs. <laughs> yeah, this is a Miss with two Fs. <laughs> yeah. I don't have... That was a joke to annoy Matt. I don't actually have another podcast. I'm like, Matt, who actually genuinely does have another podcast? So... Yeah. Um, yeah. It can, well... Yeah. Got a couple of projects on, on in the yeah, fire? Yeah, I'm not interested. There's one called uh, Myths with 1F. 
M I Y F F. My ifs. My ifs. Um, anyway, uh, thanks, uh, Matt. Thank you, uh, thank you, Dan. But also, should we say thank you to the listener for uh, taking time to listen to us? Uh, thank you for listening, especially if you listened to the last episode and still listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, also, um, if you want to tell your friends about it, because uh, obviously we're a brand new podcast and we think we're quite funny. That might be just us, but we are... Uh, yeah, it's more. brand new. We only started it, what, 2018? Uh, yes, we'll take it. Yeah, it started out in 2018. Uh, I had to think about that. <laughs> I was like, I'm bad at maths, aren't I, Dan? If I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I, I am the gene boat specialist, that is it. And you are a, a conqueror of Weetabix. Conqueror of Weetabix. <gasps> we all, all we have to do that now is cool. we have to find a name for our fans. But yeah. we'll, we'll think about we'll that. We'll think about that. We are going to think about uh, that. Or if you have any ideas, tweet us or send us a message um, or through our email. But uh, thank you for listening. Please give us five stars on iTunes and spread it to your friends if that's okay. Because it'd be good just to get uh, some more listeners. Because, um, you know. Although having a million downloads per week is pretty good, but we, we prefer maybe two million. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you later on, guys. Bye! Bye! Myths. Myths. Orpheus is known as the most talented music player of the ancient times. Great, that, yeah. It is said. That, sorry, uh, what was that? that? That's the sound of the cotton room floor right there. <laughs>